Daniel chapter 3, beginning with verse 13, reading on to verse 18, it reads thus. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought them, the three men, before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if ye be, if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, Flute, harp, sakbat, psaltery, dulcinum, and all kinds of music. Ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace and who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king O Nebuchadnezzar we are not Careful to answer thee in this matter. No water in our mouth. No mumbling and grumbling. We speak very clearly. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. However, if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. May the Lord bless the reading of his word to our hearts as we send our thoughts and phrase found in verse 17. Our God is able to deliver us. Father in heaven, we give you thanks for deliverance. We give you thanks for saving us, making us a part of your family. We thank you for all good gifts that you have given unto us. We thank you for protecting us when we go through the fiery trials that are to test us. And that you have promised we shall come out as gold. Oh, Father and our God. May we all realize that the very trials are not meant to destroy us, but to refine us, to soften us, and then to harden us or to give us a strong spine backbone to stand up for righteousness. Our Father and our God, may you bless in this hour. Save some lost soul. These mercies we ask to Christ, O oh Lord. Amen. You may be seated.
our God is able to deliver us. Life is said to be a series of choices and consequences. Constantly. We are making decisions. We are making choices. Whether you believe it or not. It would be interesting to find out how many choices we make in a day. You have chosen to be here today. Thank you so much for choosing that. You have chosen what you wanted to eat. Even though it's put before you, you, you decide what you're going to eat and what you're not going to eat. You choose what you're going to put on, what you're going to wear today. You choose where you want to go and what you're going to do for the rest of the day. Your choice. And choices, choices, choices. But after you have made your choice, hoping that you'll make the right choice, you have to live with the consequences of what happened thereafter. And you do not determine the consequences or the outcome. If you choose to do what is right, be prepared to live with the consequences, good consequences. But if you choose to do that which is wrong, prepare to live with the consequences. Some people do wrong things and they don't want to live with the consequences. And so what they do, they lie their way out. They have done bad things and they choose to their own hurt to do certain things. But you must remember that there are consequences to all your actions and your deeds. Here in this third chapter of Daniel, these three young men demonstrated quite clearly that the right choice is always in the will and plan of God. They assure us by this noble presentation that regardless of the circumstances, God will deliver you once you have made the right choice. By the way, I was talking to my wife. I asked her, did it ever appear to you that we're always talking about these three Hebrew boys as though they never did grow up to be men? And that's how we see it in our mind. That's that, that how I see it in my mind. That these three Hebrew boys, they never did grow old, it seems. They did grow old, but we, we didn't hear about them growing old. We, there have been excellent history that they're three Hebrew boys. And they went to the fire and they came out as gold. Nebuchadnezzar had become very powerful. 
to powerful for his own good. He made himself this golden image which represented him and said that everybody has to bow down and worship. You think that they were worshiping the image? They were worshiping him. That's what he wanted. Power got to his head. So many leaders allow power to get to their head and want people to bow down to them. But there were three young men. Young men. Amen. Amen. They were not old men. They were called Hebrew boys. Three boys. Who had a backbone. A spine. And they decided that they are not going to bow down to any image. They are going to bow down only to God. Wish to God that we could get some young men with this kind of resolve. We ought to keep in mind these times that any government that make laws that go contrary to the word of God, the people of God must resist without apology. Amen? Amen. Some people may not like to hear that. But any time, any government make laws that go to contrary to the word of God, Christians must stand up and say, and or no. I am praying and hoping and trusting that the government of St. Kitts and Nevis will never make any laws that God can share it with the word of God because I'll stand up against it. Perhaps there were those who saw the three young men who refused to worship the golden image and so they went and informed the king hoping that they'll get some position to be a special advisor. So the king wanted to give them a second chance because the king loved them and was doing well because of them. God was blessing him because of these uh, Hebrew boys and Daniel. And he didn't want them to go into the fire furnace, so he didn't want to go back on his word, so he offered them, gave them an offer. And it's the king, stop, 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 stop. Save your time. It is not necessary for you to go through all this. Because we're not careful to tell you, and we're not afraid to tell you that regardless to what you say, we are not going to bow down to your image. Do whatever you want. We are convinced that our God is able to deliver us. And if he chooses not to deliver us and let us burn, it makes no difference. It does not diminish the power of God if he does not deliver us from the fire. Oh, king, very respectful of them. They didn't call him any names. Oh, king, live forever if you want to. You are eternal being, but for sure, you ain't going to reign forever. You will live forever, but you are not going to reign forever. Your reign is going to come to an end. There is only one whose reign will never come to an end. That's the Almighty God. 
believe that the king was shocked. And he was surprised by their response. Never thought, and perhaps never had anybody to speak to him like that. By refusing the king, the king's offer to worship him, they threw these men into the fire. And you know what? The outcome was the fire destroyed the rope, but the fire could not destroy them. Some kind of power, some kind of power, fire power, is it? Brethren, only after we have gone through the trials, the fiery trials of life, shall we come out as gold. Too many Christians are running away. And have run away because they do not want to go through fiery trials. Christian life too hard. So they back away. The trials are not designed to destroy you. They are designed to do two things. Soften you to make you a loving person. You could be tender. Like when gold is melted, it becomes soft. But then when it cools off, it becomes hard. So after a while, you become hard to stand up against the evil forces of the devil. Sounds like an oxymoron, right? That you become tender and then you become hard. You don't become hard in love. When it comes to love, you always be tender. Amen? But when it comes to conviction... You'll be hard and strong. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. These young people choose to have faith in God despite the consequences of being thrown in the fire. They were willing to risk it all for God. Are you willing and ready to risk anything for God? You risk being fired. You don't know that when you take a stand that you might be respected. Tell you a little story. I had a job and I'm not going to tell you where. I don't want you to get too much information, but I did work a particular job. Oh, and the manager was very disrespectful to us, talking to us. And while he was there, stirring and cussing and talking, and he knew that I was a preacher. He knew that I was a Christian. And others were giggling. And when he finished, I tell him, listen, I always respected you, and I looked up to you. As an educated man. And what you said. And they're like. Boy. Like. You talk to the manager like that? I said. People who use profanity. Profane. <laughs> profane language. Profanity. Profanity. Are people with limited vocabulary. And an intelligent like man like you. 
expressing yourself like this? After everybody was gone, he came to me and said, Pastor, I'm sorry if you got offended, but I never meant to offend you. Perhaps they thought I was going to be fired. You don't express yourself like that. Fire me if you want to, but don't speak to me like that. Or not me, us. Well, let's move on here. Brethren, you've got to put it on the line and let people know where you stand. Develop a backbone. Don't let people talk down to you. Job or no job. We never know what God will do until we put him to the test. You see, our God is suffering, number one, if you're looking something to write. Number two, our God is omnipotent. Our God is awesome. Our God is immutable and that he's unchangeable. He will not change his promises. He promised that he's going to keep us from the very beginning in the book of Genesis, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Promises were made to them. Five, our God is able to do anything that he wants to. He's unstoppable. Nobody could stop him. Number one, our God is sovereign, omnipotent. Number three, Awesome. Immutable. And he can do anything. Now in keeping with our subject, here are just a few things, five or six things I want to leave with you if I could get through them in a matter of five or ten minutes. <laughs> so you're going to have to ride real fast. Our God is able. Number one, our God is able to save us and to sustain us. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Our God is able to save us and to sustain us. Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 25. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost. Amen. And from the guttermost, all those who shall come to him, seeing that he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Salvation in Christ is complete. You don't have to add anything to your salvation. All that he asks of you is that you live out the salvation that God has put in your heart. First Peter 1, chapter, First Peter 1, 3 to 7. I have to take the time to read this. This is beautiful, brethren. First Peter chapter 1, verses. 3 to 7. That is 1 Peter chapter 1. Beginning with verse 3. This is it's a little long, but this is beautiful. And um, it was read earlier, but just going through it, it says here. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to the abundant mercies have begotten us unto a lively hope, a living hope. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled. That will not 
fade away. For we are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed, amen, in the last times when he shall come again. Wherein he greatly rejoiced through, uh, done now, for a season, if needs be. Ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perisheth, that it, be, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and the glory at the appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. This is beautiful. This is sweet, brethren. The fiery trials are just to test you so that you shall come out as gold. Number two, not only that our God is able to save us and sustain us, but our God is able to deliver us from evil. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 13. You pray that prayer and you don't even know what you're praying. Nothing is too hard for God. This world is evil. More evil than it has ever been. This world is corrupt. Number three. Our God is able to keep us from falling. Amen? Amen? Jude chapter, uh, Jude verse 24. There is no chapter three, just one chapter. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence and the glory of God with exceeding joy. Titus 1 and 12. For the which cause I also suffer many things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Amen. Amen. God is able to keep us from falling, even falling into some of the temptations that he know that we cannot overcome. He's able. God will not allow you to be tempted. Above that, you are able. So when you're tempted, tell yourself, I can do it. I can overcome. Number four, our God is able to give us the resources to confront our trial and difficulties. That's a little long. <laughs> Let me go over that. God is able... To give us the resources to confront the trials and difficulties of the day. The trials and the difficulties of the day are great. However, young men, young women, older men, older women, we have what it takes. To overcome. God gives us the resources. Whatever is necessary. To overcome. The challenges. Of the day. Maybe at another time. We'll talk about. Some of the trials. And the difficulties. But not at this time. Number five. Our God. Is able. To subdue. 
all the powers of evil in this world. China, Russia, Afghanistan, all the Somalian, all these godless nations. God is able to subdue them. If you don't believe me, look at what is happening in Russia. Russia thought that it was going to wipe out um, Ukraine in a couple of days. And to the shock and dismay, the war is still going on. And Russia has suffered so many setbacks and embarrassing defeats from a little, 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 little tiny nation. You look at Russia. Russia is like, Ukraine is like, that's the hand of God. Ukraine is like a dot. Russia is like, you look at the map. What do they want? God is able to make his grace abound toward you. Number six, finally. God is able to provide all your needs. Amen? I, I know some of you are not going to say it because you don't believe it. You know why? Because you feel like oh, God has not met my need. No, no, it's just that not been met, he has not met your wants. We want too many things. You have a child. You can't give your child everything you want. A child can want more candy and more um, all kind of sweet stuff. You can't do that. It's not good for them. You give the children what's good for them. Amen? You know best. You are the adult. As a children, when your parents say no to you, don't go around screaming, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, they have a nice padding back there. You could use your hand. And then people talk about abuse. Abuse for abuse. Was it not in the book of Proverbs we are told, if you spank the child, it's not going to die. Spare the rod. And you do what? Spoil the child. You know why we have so many spoiled children? Parents give them everything they want. Learn to say N or no. And you teach them to spell at the same time. Boy, my children have heard N or no so often, yeah? <laughs> Or when they were children, eh? When they were children. They're not children anymore. They're not going to die if you tell them no. God is able to supply us with the grace that we need in these difficult and challenging times. Second Corinthians, that is chapter 9 and verse 8. Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. Amen? Amen? My God shall supply all my what? Needs! It is true that the psalmist said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want any good thing. The bad things for our health. 
He's not going to provide and you want to go and you take it. God said, all right, go ahead. Amen, but I'm not giving it to you. Yes, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, and above all that we can ask or think according to the power, his power that works in us. As a child of God, God will give you what you need. Don't be afraid to be saved. He's able to save to the uttermost. That means that salvation is lacking in nothing. My God is indeed able to meet every need that you have. Perhaps there's someone here who needs to be saved. God is able to save you and he's willing and he's ready, but why are you waiting? As a child of God, you can be rest assured that God is able to save, keep, deliver, sustain, satisfy, and present you faultless. Amen.